0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Big 12 Roundtable. I am Josh Neighbors, the host of Locked On Big 12. To my right, that is John Williams. He is the host of Locked On Sooners. To his right, it is Stephen Simcox. He is the host of Locked On Horn Frogs. Below him, it is Linda Godfrey. She is the host of Locked On Pokes. And then to her left... That is Jake Hatch, the host of Lockdown Cougars, our BYU podcast. Must put that in there because Cougars could be multiple teams. On tonight's show, we're going to do it in two parts. The first part is we're not getting college football playoff expansion. Why? Uh, we'll kind of give everybody's thoughts about this and kind of discuss what the future is going to hold. And then we'll also touch on some NIL stuff because now the NCAA has got some interest. They want to know what is this name image likeness? How's it all working? we have got some thoughts. Uh, we'll share our thoughts about all of these things and more. But first, if I can find it, there it is, our intro video.
1: You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: All right, before we get into it, we'll let everybody know that today's show is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline and BetOnline.net. It is the best place to get involved right now in any sports action. NCAA tournament is coming up and BetOnline and BetOnline.net is the best place to go. New sleek interface so you can use your computer, your tablet, your iPod Touch if you can still get some internet connection to that device. All of those things can be used as long as you're 21 years old. You can get involved at BetOnline and BetOnline.net today. UFC, Vegas casino games, boxing, all those things are available. It's the number one place online. Once again, BetOnline and BetOnline.net. All right, so uh, we were going to have playoff expansion. Everything was great when we heard about the first proposal. I believe, what was it? Last spring, April, May, I think that's when we got the proposal. Uh, Something changed. Wow, I wonder what it was. Because now three of the the power conferences, the ACC, the Pac-12, and the Big Ten, have decided that they no longer think that college football playoff expansion is right right now. Steven, I'm going to go to you first on this. Um, What changed?
2: I honestly have no idea. I mean, I felt like the whole part of the Alliance, which back in the summer, we went in to a survivor episode and all of a sudden the ACC, the big 10 and the PAC 12 were like, we're going to align together and we're going to take down the big, bad SEC because it seemed like the bad guy. in this whole scenario was the Southeastern conference. who wanted to keep this thing more exclusive who, I mean, they, they have teams in the playoff every year. They don't see a big need to expand the playoff any more than it currently is. Um, I don't really understand what the argument against expansion is. I think you can still have a robust bowl season and have more teams in the playoff. I don't know why people are so caught up in like gatekeeping and saying, well, the games won't be competitive. Okay. It's still more football. I mean, like what's the alternative bowl games that we're seeing multiple players opt out of because they don't want to play in it. Like just play the games. It would be fun to see, you know, some host sites in the playoff. I think it's obviously an opportunity for more money, which is what most people who are leaders in college athletics are worried about the most anyway. So I'm not sure what's going on here. I mean, to a certain extent, I guess there's a, Hey, it's not really broken. So why fix it from a, um, I guess, a prestige standpoint from a viewership standpoint, Um, but I feel like this is an opportunity to grow the game. It's an opportunity to get more fan bases fully engaged for an entire season. Uh, you know, especially like the PAC 12, which is not really a factor at all. I mean, like the big 12 has struggled, right? Like they've had a few opportunities, haven't gotten there a lot when they did get there with Oklahoma, they haven't won yet and broken through, but like on the West coast, it's becoming an even bigger problem of being irrelevant. So, I don't quite understand it. Um, and I mean, I'm not like livid about it. Like I think I still love college football. I think it's a, it's a great product, but I just, I felt like this was something everyone was in favor of. And all of a sudden it was like, suddenly uh, we had a big heel turn on the whole issue. So Jake, I want
0: to go, go to you next on this. Cause he mentioned the PAC 12. Why on God's green earth would they vote against this? What could possibly be in their interest to not have an expanded playoff.
3: So George Kliovkov, the new PAC 12 commissioner, he's been on, I, I work for a radio station here in Salt Lake city in Utah, and he came on our airwaves and went for 40 minutes. Very few commissioners have ever given us that much time on my radio show. And he went for 40 minutes and he was adamant that he wanted to see PAC 12 be a part of an expanded playoff. And then he turns around and votes against this It was baffling to me. And then he goes to John Wilner from the Bay Area News Group, who's one of the foremost media guys out here when it comes to the Pac-12, and says, well, I'm not very happy about that being revealed to the media. You know what? You kind of got your hand caught in the cookie jar here, dude. And you're trying to explain your way out of it. The only thing I can make of this is that the Pac-12, similar to what Steven says, they realize that they're slipping into irrelevance, especially out here in the West, because we all know that East Coast bias is a real thing. The vast majority of the American population lives in the Eastern and Central time zones. It's just a simple fact of the matter. But the Pac-12, the only thing I can think of is that they wanted a guaranteed spot for themselves in that top six, if it was going to be that 12-team playoff, and they were not going to bend on that. Also, the Alliance, if they're working in lockstep with the Big Ten and the ACC, that was a dumb decision to go with them because you made yourself look real bad, real quick, considering your public comments said, I want expansion, and then you just go and vote against it.
0: looks real bad right now. Uh, Linda, because John's got the longer side of this, so i to kind of hit it on on him next. But Linda, when it comes to Big 12, when we go back to what happened with Oklahoma and Texas, and, and people were like, oh, the conference is gonna die. It feels like their, it feels like their position of strength has grown. Like the conference is actually gonna be okay. I think especially during basketball season, we feel a sense of really, you're gonna break this conference up. You, you're seriously gonna break this conference up. Um, everything just, I think, despite the fact that we expansion, which sucks, it sucks the Big Twelve. It's really bad. But like the fact that Bob Bowlesby is trusted with being one of the people to work on the new model. And the people liked the, the model he was part of for, uh, you know, for the most part. Um, just things don't things do feel better right now from a Big 12 conference perspective, right? Like there's at the table feels pretty secure.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm not worried about the Big 12. I mean, obviously, when uh, it was announced that OU and Texas were leaving, there was like an instant feeling of what is going to happen what are we going to do are we going to leave and you know there were several weeks where it was just kind of uh you were just kind of along for the ride waiting for some kind of decision or (laughs) announcement to be made i like all four of the teams that we added everybody had a really good football season you talked about how fun basketball season is for the big 12 and i feel like this football season this past year in 2021 kind of had that same atmosphere and feeling to it that big 12 basketball brings where like any game, you weren't sure who was like. You could pick yeah. a favorite, but any given Saturday for for Big Twelve football this season, and I think that made it really fun. It's going to remain competitive. I mean, if if Kansas can win, if they can double their wins and get like four wins next year, I think they continue to kind of. They'll build a build statue up. of Lance lightbold if they do that. I'm and I'm in. I'm all I'm in, in too. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just uh, I, I think the competitiveness is going to remain. Even after OU and Texas leave, even if it's if it's by just pure stubbornness that like we're not going anywhere feeling, which like I experience with my eight year old all the time. So I'm very familiar with that feeling. And I could imagine that that's kind of (laughs) where everybody in the Big 12 stands. Every school has that same like you cannot get rid of us that easily feeling.
0: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the years of best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers and utility vehicles So, John, I want to go to you now on this because th- the big thing that changed, right, between when we actually heard the proposal and now is Oklahoma and Texas left for the SEC. Now, what I want to say about this is that Bob Bowlesby, while it was a big kick in the nuts to him and all of us who are Big 12 fans, sacked up and said, all right, you know what? Still, besides all of this, it's, it's best for me in my conference if I vote yes Mm -hmm. on playoff expansion. It's best for him to do. Also, I want to note this for Greg Sankey as well. Look, there have been a lot of articles written right now about because the SEC and Big Ten just leave and do their own thing. I think Andy Staples just wrote this at The Athletic. The answer is yes, they could. The SEC was extending an olive branch to everybody else. The SEC was fine with six automatic qualifiers. The SEC said yes to the American or Mountain West champion Or or um, Sun Belt champion getting in, so we can say all we want about Greg Sankey being okay with you know wanting to take over the world and whatever. He was still offering an option that actually expanded access to the playoff. So he like he's as much as we talk about the SEC, the SEC was not a roadblock here in this at all, and neither was the conference, the Big Twelve, that had their two teams taken. So, John, I just want to get your thoughts on all this stuff where it's like, look, I, we, t- we say stuff about Sankey, but I think he and Bob Bowles we were actually in the right position to grow the sport, even though for different reasons, they actually didn't have to be.
4: Yeah. And I think Bob, you know, we, we kick Bob down, you know, a lot. You know, he's, he's not the best commissioner, but I feel like he's
0: handled. He's still good. I love, still love, we love Bob.
4: We love Bob. I think he's handled everything pretty perfectly. Since the decision that was made by OU and Texas to leave for the SEC, I think he's handled it all well. He got four of the very best you know teams that weren't in a Power Five conference and got them into the Big Twelve. He and they're not just great football programs recently; they have just good sports programs. Right. They've got historical uh, success as well, and I feel like just kind of laying back a little bit on the college football playoff discussion, not necessarily being out front in as much as, you know, Greg Sankey or the guys in the Pac-12, I think that's playing to his benefit. You know, you, you lay low a little bit. You let kind of the, the the bigger fish, so to speak, you know, talk about it. And then you just kind of do your thing. You, you, you march in silence. Um, you know, as far as Sankey goes, I, I think you're absolutely right. You know, he the, the SEC, they're the only conference that's gotten multiple teams into the college football playoffs since its origination. So they had no real reason that to, to expand except that maybe we can get now three or four teams into the college football playoff with expansion because, you know, I was talk about this on, on my show on Friday in that what college football playoff expansion does, like you said, it brings more people to the table, but it opens up like it gives more schools that might not get that national profile. It gets them in on television sets in Texas and in Florida, you know, like Pitt who could have been a playoff team if it was an expanded playoff. They'd be on in Dallas, Fort Worth and down in Houston where that just provides opportunities for more recruiting avenues like kids that might not have considered going to play for Pitt might now all of a sudden consider going to play for Pitt. It's the same. I mean, I think that's what that does for the expansion of the playoff. If people are looking for parity, expanding the playoff allows for that because now you're opening up more opportunities for these schools to get uh, just on national television in and say we were a playoff team. And that's going to ring out for kids that are looking to be competitive at the next level. I mean, there's a big reason why the SEC continues to dominate uh, in the recruiting. Uh, You look at 247 sports recruiting rankings, freaking Vanderbilt is number 32. Like the worst team in the SEC is still a top 35, uh, has a top 35 recruiting class in 2022. The the, The rest of the power five can't say that about their schools. And a big reason is because the SEC has had so much success in the playoff and that just kind of trickles down to the rest of the conference. These kids want to play in in w- against high competition that might potentially raise their draft p- profile because if you look at you know the schools that had the most draft picks, a lot of them are SEC schools as well. And so I mean it yeah, like Sankey, like you said he's offering an olive branch. this is an opportunity for the rest of the country to kind of get more um uh, get more money at the table get more uh get, get a bigger boost on national television potentially raise their recruiting profile it just i think it benefits everybody and yeah the the alliance kind of laying back and saying now we're not going to do this it just seems really really odd and the only thing i can think of is that they're just holding out for more money
0: well i, I just don't understand how they would and jamie pollard was on the show that i work big uh, big 12 uh, big 12 today and he was like look like I just don't get why we're forfeiting four hundred and fifty million dollars. I mean Heather Dinich had the number. Approximately half a billion dollars is what the, they'd be forfeiting. It's it's unconscionable. And like this is where the this is where like the being for the student athletes thing, the argument totally falls apart because what do you spend that stuff on? Facilities, uh things for recruiting, like all this stuff to make your school more desirable. How do you make it more desirable? Improve the student athlete experience. How do you do that? More money. Like just absolutely shooting themselves in the foot when it comes to the argument of, well, we're here for the student athletes. And like Jim Phillips being like, we pulled some kids at Clemson. They don't want it to get bigger. Like, okay, awesome. (laughs) Wonderful. They really, what they really want is they want Notre Dame to join the conference because here's the thing. The expanded playoff, Jack Swarbrick's involved. It's over. It, it, it's almost, I mean, it's almost already over now, but like the whole them joining a conference thing is essentially over if they go to a 12 team playoff. I'm fine with that. I love to see Notre Dame in the ACC. I've said that for a long time. If you're going to pl- play five ACC teams, I think you should be in there. But still, it's their prerogative and the ACC signed up for that. So they're doing that. So if you're holding out for that, that's, that, that, that makes me upset. The other thing that Jim Phillips, um, had done is he listed a bunch of things that he wanted to change before expansion. Mike Oresco, the AAC commissioner who says a lot of things, some of which I agree, some of which I don't said that, look, we can't fix all of those things. in by 2026, which is when the new talent with the new CFP contract is up. So he said, Mike Oresco basically said, why don't we have expansion now and figure out those issues? Cause the issues were kind of separate in my opinion. And figure out those issues as we go along, because those are not things that we're going to actually fix in a short period of time for the next CFP dealings come up. So that's why I feel like all the arguments against it are so short-sighted. They feel petty. Um The The only group that's got a legitimate, I, I think, business gripe here is the Big Ten, because – you're seeing the figures that are coming up right now, their new potential deal, you know, NBC has been rumored to be in the mix. Like that is an entity that by itself could go off and make a lot, a lot of money. That being said, that being said, um, they'd make more. It is my, I think it's, I think it's safe to say They probably make more in a college football playoff, Setting, But they should take their cues from the SEC who are saying, look, we can go off on our own too, especially now we had OU in Texas. We can do our own thing, but we're not. We're going to offer more avenues for more teams to get involved. And like John said, like just having more helmet stickers in the playoff, go through the conference championship games this year. AAC would have provided and did provide us a first time competitor. The Big 12 would have provided us a first time competitor. The Pac-12 would have provided us a first-time competitor. The the ACC would have provided us a first-time competitor. Those are four conferences I just listed right there. And you throw in uh, uh, Big Ten would have yielded us a first-time competitor. There's five. So five of the six top conferences, their conference champion would have yielded us a new competitor, and a couple of the losers would have yielded us new competitors too. And in the end, that's all we want. Sure, and this goes kind of back to what Steven was saying. Sure, we're going to end up with probably the same four teams, right? Georgia-Alabama was most likely going to happen this year anyway. Yes. But wouldn't it be cool to see the other matchups, to see more teams involved? And it goes back to what John said too, on the recruiting trail, what can you tell kids? We have a shot to make it. We have made it. We were one game away from making it. Those are easy, true statements that you can make. You know, a lot of recruiting is based off of lies. If you expand the college football playoff, it, it doesn't. You know, it's you don't have to lie to kids anymore. Like if that's if the kids want to be on that big stage, like Wake Forest, yeah, you know, we were. You could go into a kid's house and say, "Yes, we were one game away from playing in a college football playoff." Wake Forest, and that allows Duke to say, "Well, if Wake Forest can do it." Why can't we at Duke do it, right? And so it just kind of expands the idea that kids get of what makes you elite and what's not. I mean, the SEC, that that point of recruiting is excellent because, like, my Missouri Tigers were, like, eighth in the SEC and had the 13th best class in the country. Like, you know, and and that that just shows you how strong that top is right now. we got to break that up. And I think at worst-case scenario here, friends, it doesn't work, right? Worst-case scenario is – the competitive imbalance was not was not changed, but it can't go the other way, right? Like, there's right. no way it could possibly go the other way, where it could be more competitively imbalanced. So, I'm just going to put those. Those are my thoughts. Anybody have anything they'd like to say? Linda, do you have something?
1: Well, we talked about the first time that we talked about expansion when you gave us your uh, proposal. You talked about momentum, and like I think we just saw that on an NFL level with the Bengals who I don't think had really, I'm not like sold on their coach. Their offensive line is awful, but they started winning at the right time and were able to carry it through. I mean, Utah all the way to the end, Utah. Yeah. So I think momentum is huge. And those like back-to-back wins like that can really build a really good, strong atmosphere in the locker room and, and can get wins off of like sure willpower sometimes. So I I think that's a really good argument for expanding the playoffs.
4: Yeah. I mean, and it'd just be more fun. Like Steven talked about it. Why do we want bowl games where kids are going to be opting out? Why not get more fun, get, get some of these matchups that would be dream non-conference games early in the season. Now you put them in a playoff game and it just makes it all that more interesting and all that more fun. Anybody else here before
0: we, only other thing I want to yeah, add yeah, you
3: mentioned the fact that it was the, the 450 to 500 million dollars are leaving on the table any college administrator who's going to bellyache about losing money in the near term future about their conference TV contract I don't care what it is I'm going to I'm going to immediately just tweet at them and say you guys turned down half a billion dollars with this college football playoff deal you only have yourselves to blame
2: expansion I think would also allow like the the honest truth of it is there's so many schools right now that if they drop one game, they're automatically out of the mix. And I mean, that's just an unfortunate reality. So if you have eight or 12 teams, maybe you get some better non-conference games along with getting more playoff games. Like maybe then there's more teams that say, okay, I'm not afraid to go schedule Oregon or go on a road trip to Virginia tech because if we drop one early in the year, we still have a chance to be, you know, in the mix at the end of the season. And can I just add, where
0: all this is heading, where this will all end, we're going to get a 12-team playoff. I mean, some university presidents are going to go smack their athletic directors and say, you better talk to the commissioner. We're not going to forfeit X amount of dollars because you're all's little crusade with, with, with this. Like, this is this is heading towards a 12-team playoff. And I heard Brandon Marcelli said this yesterday, too. Um, or I think it was actually this morning on – on sec radio and he was like we're gonna get 12 teams and it's probably gonna be the original model it's probably gonna be the one yeah. that that bob Bowlesby <laughs> and that greg sankey and then i forget the um who's the mountain west commissioner I'm totally blanking on his name craig um, smith oh not craig, craig smith, smith. Craig thompson yeah craig thompson yeah the the three of them came up with and and that they we all remember this press release where it's like, we all love it. We all agree on it. It's great. And we're like, yes, yes. And then all of a sudden it's like Oklahoma, Texas. And everybody's like, well, we got to rethink some things. No, just, just do it now. Just send it. Just do it. it. It's all good. All right. And so, I mean, does anybody disagree? Like that's where we're heading? Like that's what's going to happen. There is too much money on the table to be left there, in my opinion.
4: Yeah, they, it's going to 12. I mean, the fact that we're already having the discussion – that we're this close to expansion within a year, it seems like it four years down the road, it'll, it'll happen. And yes, like they laid a lot of money on the table for the next four years, but when college ball playoff expansion does come about and that ESPN contract is up, they're going to have an opportunity to open that up to all the networks and and hopefully do something similar to the NFL where you have several networks broadcasting these games and it just is going to be even more money. But again, they left money on the table for the next four years because they decided to be petty about it and hold the SEC, you know, and probably Oklahoma and Texas, you know, and hold them up and, and hold the whole thing up just because of, you know, conference realignment.
0: John, are you saying you want Alabama, Ohio State on Nickelodeon? Let's do it, man! Is that what you're saying is that?
2: what yeah. you're,
4: you're heading towards. Yeah, man, I gotta see Nick Saban get slimed where they vote for the worst
0: player. What is it that they voted Mitch Trubisky, the MVP, whatever the, whatever the hell it was. Uh, all right. So we got we to gotta, uh, say one more word from our sponsors here, and then we have a second one of these to record. Today's show is brought to you by rockauto.com. You guys know rockauto.com is the best place to find affordable parts for your car or truck. Why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store, $216 from rockauto.com. It's a family-run business serving do-it-yourselfers online for over 20 years. Rockauto.com's prices are always reliably low for every customer. They have everything that you need there today. When you go there, put Locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box. That way they know we sent you. Amazing selection, always low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. All right, this is episode one, episode two. We're going to do NIL and the best rivalries in the Big 12. Real quickly, everybody, plug all of your stuff. I'll go first. Find Locked on Big 12 wherever you guys get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. Find me on Twitter at Josh Neighbors underscore. John. At John Williams or at John9Williams on Twitter. I forgot my
4: own handle. Uh, Locked on Sooners wherever you get your podcasts, on YouTube, Sooners Wire for written content. Steven.
2: At Simcox Stevens, my personal account on Twitter, at Locked On TCU is the show. And then it's Locked On Horn Frogs, wherever you get your podcast. Jake.
3: Follow me. Jacob C. Hatch is my personal Twitter handle. Locked On Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And just search out Locked On
1: Cougars wherever you get your podcasts. Linda. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Lindellians. And the show is Locked On Pokes, wherever you get your podcasts and on Facebook and on Twitter.
0: All right, that's the crew. We have a second one coming up here about what is the best rivalry in the Big 12.
1: The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network